Lionheart Self-Defense School. Women are prey for traffickers today and need to know how to defend themselves. The truth is, the, truth the is. kidnapping and the sex trafficking of young middle-aged women is a real danger, even in upscale malls and supermarket parking lots. I teach you how to defeat any attacker. You know what I mean. Get some help. Call me. Before it's too late. Before it's too Even if I get out of this place, I'm not going back. They made me then, too. They cloned me from a clone of 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 a clone.
The world is a simulation. There is no other explanation. I was chosen, but I am not one of them. I know. I know everything now. You have eaten from the tree. Now you will be as we. Greetings, name. Well, let me play this trailer for you, too. While I'm at it, in the name of the Most High, I'm going to play this little trailer. You're getting like an inside base. This is an actual mix. Here. You traffic women. When the change is complete, do we deliver? Change? And at this time you'll do what we ask. But if you do not comply, you know. You are DMT and a mix of other hallucinogens beyond what a human can possibly process. Now you have become my doll. To a prosperous future. I see you getting out of here. Somehow I don't think so. Uh-uh. Don't harm the merchandise. I don't know, and I don't care what kind of spooky shit you got going on out here, but we need product. <laughs> That's Be my... curious won't help you. Being obedient will. As you can tell. Yeah, you can tell I'm mixing, right? That's, I, my mix blows away like almost every film you'll ever see. My mix will be better. And, unless it's like Luke Skywalker or something. Uh, you know, those guys. Of course, they got 20 guys. Doing what I, what just one of me is doing. But um, I've heard that from people, and uh, not only have I heard that from people, but um, 
just proved it again last night. I watched the film, and, uh, you know, it had a bunch of, a uh, couple of movie stars in it, and um, I'm just re- trying to remember what it was I saw. Yeah, and, and bec- the reason I saw it is because it, uh, man, it doesn't really help unless I can call up the info. You know, it's it's not a good sign. I can't remember the name of the film. <laughs> had Michael Shannon in it, you know, remember? Good old Mike. Uh, let's see if I can find the name. Because I don't think I finished the, the film, so I guess I did finish it. Shouldn't I have a history? Ah, uh, come on, guys. Really, this is really unhelpful. You know? Um, the ones I didn't complete, Tomorrow War, I didn't complete... Uh, some of these others that people wanted me to see. First signal I didn't complete. A bunch of things I didn't complete. It's not because I didn't want to. I mean, it, it, it just it just didn't see any need to go on. Um, let me see if I can. Well, there's really no way to. Uh, there's no way to. Okay, so there's no way to get your history. Okay, so there's no way to communicate with Amashit Prime. Because there's no way that they are going to have your information. Once you've seen it, it goes away, and they put a whole bunch of new stuff in your face. You know? And uh, they don't have a... You know, they have a whole... (laughs) Anyway, let, let's see how fine. Let's just talk about a theoretical. Uh, so it had a, you know, a director, fancy, doing a lot of fancy stuff. And um, what it was about was about uh, uh, these uh, millennials that go into houses and bust them up because they're pissed off about, they're pissed off about the system, uh, you know, um, crapping on them, being wage slaves and, you know, the problems we have. I'm going to talk about this. The reason the film came to my attention is because it, people were really slamming it. I mean, they were really slamming this film. And I saw it, and it had, uh, it had, um, I just can't believe that I can't, you know, get the, uh, that that information is blocked from me. I just I can't believe it when it's and you know the the, the sinister thing about it, don't you? It's because you finished it. The key is not even just if you just leave the credits going. At least you'll have a placeholder. And truly, I think I hate Amazon. Anyway, so a little taste of uh, of, of Girl Next. Yeah, I mean the the only reason I go on about the mix was just because. It's so much better than the one I saw last night. I mean, last night was a horrible mix, and yeah, it looked like they had some millions of dollars for cast, and uh, it was that's what you want a full mix like what I just played, you know, like our trailer. But uh, apparently, it's not you know achievable. I'll be mixing the the next one. I'm going we're gonna I'm gonna knock it out of the park. I'm gonna do much even better than I did this one. This one I cleaned up. The, the thing you've heard at the very beginning was not mixed. That was a rough uh, kind of a just 
playing around with the ending. In the very beginning, we were just playing around trying to find the ending. You know, and it, it doesn't, it's not a spoiler. It really doesn't give away anything, but it does give you something to think about, right? On the one hand, and this is what I love about Girl Next. First of all, I love the controversy. <laughs> I mean, I did the Zeph report, right? So I love the controversy. I mean, I almost got killed for the Zeph report more than a few times. Um, but I love the controversy. I love that how people, how strange they behave when they're confronted with this sort of thing they don't understand. And they did, you know, they just get all uptight. And I mean, but it's crazy. It's like their face starts falling off. And to me, that's the, you know, the greatest uh, achievement of uh, Larry Wade Carroll's directing is that he has that, you know, that effect on people. I mean, if you're okay with the truth, if you're okay with the dual world we live in, do, two, two, two. If you're okay with two, you'll be all right. We don't live in a single world. We live in two. Split. Always has been, always will be. Until we're out of here. And I keep trying to make the point in various ways, but I mean, these characters are delightful because they're doing the same contradiction that people in life do. See, I want to succeed, but I'm being destroyed. I can't be programmed. I am a perfect girl, came from a perfect world. And I got abducted. Uh Uh-oh. I'm a clone of a clone. Gee, what does that mean? Oh, the world's a simulation. What? What kind of movie is this? I thought it was about this girl abducted, and then look what they did. Right. Right, we used a great deal of skill in storytelling. We have a a two-tiered narrative going on, and they intersect. And blow up. Nothing better for me. It's like, why does somebody jump the fourth wall? You know what I mean? Why does someone do that? Why does somebody uh, make Mulholland Drive? Where the narrative just, you know, it just becomes a different narrative and no one explains it. The story just changes on a dime and no one explains it. It's, um, but yet it makes sense. Now you're talking serious stuff here. What's the point? The point is to see the world, is to reveal something without showing your cards. And that takes a lot of skill. But people wouldn't know that if they don't know anything about storytelling, which I guess that's where we are. People wanted to argue with me about Lorian West. Get back in there and you be quiet. She's looking, seriously looking at me like if I stop talking, watch, she'll stop barking. Nope. Yep. Nope. See? Now she's running. We've had coyotes getting in. Hey, how come there's only two comments in the chat? Because I'm over there. Oh, really? This is not getting out? Okay. 
Okay, people, if that's the way you feel about it, I'm just going to do a different podcast. I guess this is running ground. All right, I'll wrap it up. So, okay, okay. The the main thing, well, I did let the I let the Zeph report go, and then I sort of picked it up again, and um, you know, people didn't realize that, and so they're they're not really following. And this is like a new Zeph report, but I can see already it's probably time for a new wineskin. You know, as I move closer back, you know, to Crazed House and you know, developing that, um, and then more, you know, the stories are designed to do what I can't do literally talking to you. Okay, so the stories tell a, a bunch of things in a way that isn't on the nose, you know, and and yet it's just following characters, but the characters are part of this world, so they're going to be flawed, a la the two. The deuce, the two, the duo. And that's everyone's problem. You've got the face you show the world, and then you've got your inner thoughts, and they don't, mer- they don't match. Right? Okay. Okay. Thank you for answering that question. And uh, it's off we go. Yeah, I, um, huh? Yeah, it takes time for people, you know, because I don't really tell people what's happening, but usually about on a Saturday or Sunday. I mean, you know, people pick it up after it's gone out there. I like it when people wander in. I hope you guys do wander in, but I'm going to continue what I was talking about. Anyway, now, for those that heard the trailer in the beginning, um, Please match that against the uh, negative comments you may hear and, and play the trailer, then look at the negative comments and see if there's any way in, 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 in hell they can actually match up. And then compare it to other trailers of other movies. And if you do that honestly, you'll be giving it, you know, its proper rating. You know, you won't be... At, and But the people that are offended... I'll just say this. They are, by and large, a lot of them are gatekeepers. And they try to put all of us, our podcast, our, you know, any kind of thing we create in a box. You're not going to put Girl Next in a box, though. See, that's where you're wrong. This Girl Next will be around being played five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Uh, it'll be screened and rescreened and rescreened, whether you like it or not. And your movies that you're championing out there they will, f- another six months and no one will ever know that they ever existed. Just like the one I watched last night, I can't even tell you the name of it because it's vapid. The story is shit. Uh, but when people slammed it, they slammed what, see, what they hated about the story was the fact that it was about millennials breaking into rich people's homes and and tearing them up and burning stuff and breaking things because they're mad that they don't have a better job or a better future. And they blame it all on the system and on the, on the rich, on, the, um, on whatever. And uh, when people do that in a story and they're just breaking things at random, it doesn't make, even though I, I totally understand, and I've, by the way, I've, 
I've been in that position where I was really pissed off at the system and wanted to, uh, I won't say what I wanted to do, but you know what I mean. I wanted to do the same thing they're doing. Like the riots, this thing came out of the riots in 2020, and I think they thought it would be timely. The problem is they never justified it. They said that I went to school, I got $150,000 worth of loans that I can't pay off, and this is all the, I went for every job interview I could, and this is all they're giving me. So, you know, I do one night of mayhem. I, you know, I take art, I take money, I take this and that. I got 20 grand in my hand. Okay? Stuff that these other people won't ever know. I got 20 grand. My dad, we're going to burn it all tonight at the club on drugs and, and booze. You know, and, and tail. Okay, I got, I got that in my hand. I'm going to go burn it <clears throat> because tomorrow, if I need more money, I'll go out and do it again. And, uh, you know, typical sort of criminal attitude. And I think where it fell short was in the justification of it. But I, like I said, I understood it. I was watching it. It was good acting. You know, Michael Shannon's a great actor. And, and all the rest of them were as good as he was. So good acting, good directing. But when it gets slammed, they said, oh, there's no directing. There's no acting. And then they were mad that, you know, this rich kid... Uh, I think it was Patrick Schwarzenegger. Um, this is a 2020 film. Patrick Schwarzenegger, you know, the son of Arnold, uh, was in it, and he did a terrific job. In fact, I'm I'm looking him over too to see. You know, I know two two kids that uh, came from famous actors. One, you know, e- well, f- three if you take Francesca Eastwood, who's good, but th- then you take uh, Scott Eastwood, who's a terrific actor, I think. And then you take this guy, Patrick Schwarzenegger, another, I'd say very good, if if not, you know, potentially great actor, but, you know, great in this film in the lead, and there was just nothing wrong with it. So I was kind of horrified at the, the, the ratings, and it's like it, it had, uh, um, you know, it was like, <laughs> it, it got down to the, the comments were just vitriolic, uh, you know, I mean, it was like, I, I don't even get comments that bad. I mean, people were really, really angry. I mean, they were really pissed. And so I figured out what pissed them off was the subject matter. And they got mad that, you know, that, uh, you know, Patrick Schwarzenegger is a rich kid. and He can't even act. He had to just go borrow some money from his dad and become a, you know, a drunk winemaker or something. You know, I mean, it was just terrible. But, you know, that's what happens when you're, a guy like that, the son of a famous father, you're going to have to prove yourself. And he looks like he will be, I predict he will prove himself and he will be, you know, in the, in the, in the lineup of the A-listers, if not already. Anyway, that didn't matter. They got it down to, I don't know, they got it. <laughs> if people didn't intervene, they would have gone down to like one star out of 10 or something. And, you know, some people showed up and said, I, I'm having trouble understanding these ratings. I mean, this, it's the, it's a pretty good movie. And I'd say, you know, it's a pretty good movie. It reminded me of like a, a TV movie over one issue. It's a one-issue movie with multiple characters, with an ensemble cast. And I thought, you know, and the director did it. He did a terrific job. He, you know, he, maybe he's a little light on, well, no, I just really, I just have no real criticism except it didn't hold my interest. And that's not, you know, that's the story, not the execution. 
And there are many films out of Hollywood. This is, I would say this is like a lower-budget Hollywood film, though, you know, right, with those actors. And um, it was... Uh, I guess the fault would be in the writing, the, the lack of complexity, the lack of uh, nuance, the lack of subtext, the lack of uh, real character, you know, characterization deep enough. So even if the character is a, kind of a bad guy, you sort of like him, you sort of feel bonded to him. Like, even though Heinrich is a bad guy and Girl Next and, you know, and all that, there's just something delightful about him, <clears throat> you know, in his persistence of the quantum realm, you know, despite what's happening to him, you know what I mean, that he keeps on going. I find that delightful. See, that's the kind of thing you need to be able to, you don't have to make, you know, angelic characters, but what you do have to do is find a way for the audience to somehow connect with each one. And I didn't feel that I could connect with any of them, but I did feel that they handled the issue. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mixed review here, but I mean, they handled the issue very well. And um, it got me thinking about the inequality and inequity and all the things they're claiming to justify uh, global socialism. So it really got me going, you know, watching it from the perspective of inside a group of people, in this case, a group of actors and filmmakers, who are taking the perspective of justifying Antifa, BLM, you know, woke culture, the whole, the whole bit, you know, and big, the bad guy, establishment society, you know, white people with big houses. Um, you know what I mean? They're the enemy, or people that collect art are the enemy, and they're all white people who are the enemy. So, you know, and then in the end, uh, the idea of the film was, they, if they had a chance to get out of jail and go do it again, they would do it again in a heartbeat, said the, uh, the lead character. In a heartbeat, he would go back and smash windows and blow up these houses. And it was the same kind of ethos that you had with, like, the, you know, when the riots were going on, they said, now we're going to go in the suburbs. We're going to go to the big houses. We're going to burn them to the ground. We're going to burn this mother to the ground. The system is corrupt. It should never have been. We're going to burn it to the ground. And so there you were with these characters burning it to the ground. And here you are as an observer. Probably, if you're like me, you're going, wow, you know, I, I, could, I could definitely see the whole point here. The only problem is, after a while, these characters didn't want to do it anymore because they realized the juvenile, juvenile nature of their acts. You know what I mean? And most of them were destroying property because... Uh, they had some issue in their own lives, whether it be a mommy issue, daddy issue, you know, authority issue, whatever issue, to justify it. And, um, and, 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 and the whole bit that goes with it. And of course, they didn't get into the, uh, you know, the whole bit about, you know, you know, um, you know, what they're really, what they're really going for, okay, is what they're really going for is a, um, they, they say, you know, to fix the inequity by having everybody on a universal income and having the government be the authority that tells you what to do and, and giving you, yeah, communism. It's communism, not socialism. Communism is socialism with, with guns in your face. And th they're going for that because they feel hurt over the system, leaving them as wage slaves and having no future uh, versus uh, lining up with the uh, the communists who are overthrowing everything and burning it to the ground and killing anyone that stands in their way and et cetera, et cetera. So they feel caught, they get caught up in that fervor, feeling, you know, now I belong to something. 
and they start feeding these people um, visions of a utopian world, you know, a beautiful world. And uh, if they just once they get rid of the you know the white people, the rich white people, the people in the mansions, the the you know, I'd say you know take the bulldozer out to Malibu while you're at it, and go ahead and bulldoze like Cher's house off the cliff, will you? And 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 just you know, <laughs> and all that. Don't forget the celebrities. They've been living high off the hog in Bel Air with their security detail and their, uh, you know, and their, um, you know, their, 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 their uh, you know, haute couture right in their own house and, you know, dining, uh, you know, al fresco on Rodeo Drive. They've been having a great time, and uh, you know, you millennials have had nothing. I mean, don't don't worship just because the celebrities are left wing. They're only doing that to hide from you. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, and of course, Michael Shannon, he's a big champion of, you know, um, you know, being, 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 uh, you know, uber left or if you like, you know, communist, which is nothing new in Hollywood. And, um, but of course, he lives in a, you know, he, he's a multimillionaire and he's living, you know what I mean? So here's the hypocrisy. He's living high off the hog. You know, he's got his, got his whole, you know, set up and, uh, his uh, lifestyle, right? And yet he's, you know, they're marching, right? The celebs are marching. Uh, you know, no one will have anything and everyone will be happy, but they're not going to give up what they have, okay? Like the ultimate. Celebrities are the ultimate in hypocrites. And they probably shouldn't be making films about Eat the Rich, because this is an Eat the Rich film. They shouldn't be, you know, we did, society that I did is an Eat the Rich film, but boy, it's a, it's a great Eat the Rich, you know, it's a fun Eat the Rich film, right? They Live was an Eat the Rich film. And that was a fun, that was, I, I love that one. You know, I love uh, that kind of thing where you use satire to get at it. Uh, it's not the rich versus poor. You know, what, what's caused all this. It's what's, on the one hand, it's what's inside of human. Human is um, corrupted within all and that's how they can be hypocrites. So they can be millionaires and marching with Antifa. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, and, and saying that, you know, like uh, Eric Garcetti, the mayor of, of Los Angeles, saying that, you know, when they were burning down Seattle, he said, those are our betters. Those people are better than us, he said. He wanted to be there with them. But he's all ensconced in being the mayor and being rich, having gone to Harvard Westlake. You know, Harvard Westlake... Harvard Westlake, which eventually when I'm done with it, um, if I ever get to writing again, the, the next writings I'm going to do are going to be book writings. And if you want to read one of my books that I've written, uh, we I think one day we will make Glass Backwards into a, either a movie or a series, probably, you know, but that's a, a real good, a real good middle finger to Hollywood, okay? And to the whole fucking system. If they knew what I knew, they would know how to rebel. See, they're following simpletons. You know, they're, they, they are simpletons. They're, they're just really feeble earth dwellers. I hate to, I hate to tell the, that's more dialogue from the character in Quantum Devil, but he calls all these pe wannabe scientists, you're all feeble earth dwellers. Yes, the, the communists are earth dwellers. They don't see, and they can't see anything beyond, you know, what they can touch or feel, 
You know what I mean? And so there is no spirit involved. There is no other world. You know, this is it. And with all the complexities and the differences and the, the switching of the sets of the Truman Show, the simulacra, all that, they don't see any of that. The ant farm, the fact that we're, we're being observed under with a, with, you know, a, a one-way mirror. You know, they don't get what this really is because they're simpletons. And there's a lot of them in this country, many, and they have the ability to kill you, you know, because they are simpleton. They just think, ooh, there's bad, bad guy owns house over there, kill, boom. <laughs> you know, it's, they become, they devolve to barbarism, but then the, the government takes over and, um, you know, forbids them to read, forbids them to educate themselves. So they keep them in a feeble, you know, Antifa-like position, which is filled with, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you know, moonlighting professors, all, themselves all hypocrites. And, you know, these professors are probably the dumbest of the dumb. You know, your, your, your wise men don't know what it is to be as thick as a brick because they are thick as a brick. <laughs> That's why. If they only understood the dual nature, if they under, only understood something about quantum physics and quantum mechanics, if they only understood just the slightest thing about this world and about who controls it, about what they want with us. If they only understood that all they are at best when they're born is a slave. They say, well, wage slave. No, you're a slave to begin with, buddy. You got no chance. You're born owned by someone else and it's not your parents. And... You know, they're blend, you know, communism, socialism, and all of this is mainly just fantasy. There is no such thing. There is no, I mean, there, yeah, there could be a commune where people share stuff, I guess, somewhere. But in general, it's the guy with the gun. Gun. Guns. Drones. Ships, planes, nukes, they call the shots. They were the ones who took Trump out. It was the U.S. military. We find out now. I found, found out through uh, Infowars, I think, through Owen Schroyer. Schroyer. Ah, that guy takes a lot of risks. I, I'm surprised he's still walking around, actually, the stuff he said. But, you know, he <laughs> basically... Uh, he was the one that broke the news about the, um, they went to Trump, uh, the military went to Trump and uh, the Joint Chiefs and said, you're leaving and if you don't leave, we're going to war. You know, we're going to nuke, basically we're going to go to a nuclear war with America. It'll be all your fault and pin it on Trump. And Trump said, I don't want that. And so Trump left and, you know, and he's been trying to contest this uh, election and, you know, the communists are, again, remember, they're simpletons. They can't think for themselves. You know, people like me have to do the thinking for the communists. I'm the kind of guy they would put in the think tank who would come up with a plan. Okay? And other, you know, high IQ individuals. They would come up with the plan, the, the control grid. But I also would be feeble in the sense that 
I would have to be programmed by others who are programmed in order to fit into the think tank in the first place, which is not going to happen. See, I am free, okay? And so something like Girl Next is my way of, um, in, in a sense, I mean, I'm a storyteller. You know, I love a good story. I'm not going to mix my story with politics or anything else. But my stories tend to always go toward things like the existence of the aliens, you know, or the hybrids, if you like, or the fallen ones, whatever. The existence of the Truman Show simulacrum, you know, that we live in. The possibility of being of clones, of clones, of clones, of clones. From prior, you know, the things are pretty cool to study. Interesting questions don't necessarily align with the Bible. And I, I don't care. I'm not, you know, solo scriptura guy, so it doesn't. I love the Bible, don't get me wrong, but uh, sometimes my inquiries may not be something I can find in the Bible. Well, one thing I, I do know, though, at the end, the Bible has wisdom about how to handle every situation, including the quest for knowledge, to not make it a quest for vanity, to really understand Ecclesiastes, you know, keeping you anchored while you're doing these things, right? So in the sense, uh, with a story like, um, Girl Next, it, it, it had to go, you know, in a sense, it had to uh, push the envelope. Because when, at the time when we were writing, we didn't know if we were going to have another chance to write something, you know what I mean? If you don't get your licks in, it ain't ever going to happen. And also, you don't want to hold the characters back. You know, Heinrich wants to break the wall of the, uh, the quantum, you know, universe of the secrets of parallel universes, the realm of the dead, and the realm of the of the of what, whatever else is be whatever intelligence is beyond that, and um, you know, and uh, Lorian is a uh, well, you heard her say it, didn't you? What did she say? Now, what do you do with that information? Now, someone was arguing with me, and they said Lorian was a girl. She had a father. Her they, they, he hired a PI named. You know, the best PI in the world said the sheriff. And then, you know, her boyfriend was the one that set her up and how they how they knew to be there in the, in the parking lot to traffic her. And and so so that information was there. It doesn't make sense that Lorian was a, a program clone. Or a clone of a clone. He said, that doesn't make sense. And I said, unless the sheriff was duped. They were all duped, you see. They were just an experiment, all of them. The whole story is just an experiment. They're an experiment, and they drop Lorian in to foil it, you know, as, as a way to take data and another way to shut it down. They were going to shut it down, you know, the, the CIA cleaner type guys. You know, they come up with the black SUVs, they get out, they, you know, they, they get rid of bodies and acid in the t- bathtub, you know, those kind of guys. Right? The sort of Seth Rich killers, you know? So they were going to come clean, so they had to get out of there. So the plan was they're going to kill Lorian because she was sent by them. The proof is there, folks. You can't deny it. Talking to those who have seen it, the proof is there. But if you want to make the argument that she's just a good girl, we should have the Tom Petty song playing. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus, and America, too. Now I'm free. I can't get up there. But, yeah, you know, that, that, 
free fall and I can't get up there. Yeah, free. <laughs> I can't get up there. But anyway, yeah, so, you know, that's the kind of, you know, but see, that's the Truman Show. The good girl in the parking lot with the groceries. That, that was a setup, you know. That's the Truman Show. I'll, I'll, I'll give you another thing to think about when you're watching this movie. Who, who are these guys in the SUVs that keep coming up and taking the Sophia dolls away to the client? You know, the ones who've been programmed by MKUltra. So Heinrich is using MKUltra techniques on the girls to make Sophia dolls, compliant, you know, Valley of the Dolls stuff. It's very, very fun. And these guys like look like CIA agents in the black SUV with a comm in their ear, right? They arrive and they take the girl away. You know, the woman, grown women, you know, sorry. They take, they take the woman away. Well, where do they go? All Heinrich knows is he gets paid 300 grand a pop. So each girl is worth $300,000. I'm just taking this from the text. And, um, and then, you know, and then they have Lori in there and she's trying to, it looks like she's trying to escape and she's not really obeying, you know, she tries to, she tries to, uh, uh, you, you know, she's trying to, you know, well, she may not be trying to escape, who knows what she's doing, but she gets out of the roof and gets away and, and um, she's told to obey and the next thing you know, uh, you know, because of her disobedience, she loses a, a toe. And, um, you know, and so people think, oh, well, She's trying to get away, you know, because she was abducted and then, you know, she got in trouble for it and told she better comply. And then, then the sheriff tries to rape her and starts going at it. And then she thwarts him by biting half his cheek off. And so he goes crazy and, and you know, leaves. And so she, she def defends herself. And... uh you know, she's she's saying, I'll, I'll cooperate, please let me go. So it looks like her motivation is to go. And then as the programming starts laying in, her programming starts unraveling. Because she thinks she's the good girl. With a nice little Mercedes car and going to the market. and You know what I mean? She thinks she's a good girl. But really, she's being programmed with the use of DMT, hallucinogenic drugs, all kinds of other sort of drugs, um, you know, hypnosis, and then, you know, shocking images, you know, forced to watch rape and torture, dismemberment, all those kind of things. Uh, you don't see it on the screen, but it's flashing by or on the screen as they're using also shock treatment and other techniques to, you know, break her down to split her so that she'll become a Sophia doll. And then Heinrich thinks she's going to be the next generation because she's superior to the others. And so he's on that track, not knowing that the programming is unraveling her prior programming, so that in the middle of the programming, she starts discovering she's not the girl next door. She's not the good girl in the parking lot. She's not the girl in the Mercedes. She's not, understand, she's not what everyone, th it's just, they who are, you know, a house also filled with drugs, like cocaine piled up pretty much, Every room's got coke and guns, exaggerated, exaggeratedly so, uh, you know, expressionistically so.
And it's for a reason. Because this isn't the world you thought it was. So the whole thing becomes a quite the uh, spectacle. What do you do if it starts unraveling? So what viewers see when they see it is, first of all, they get, you know, I'm talking about the ones who resist it, who don't like it. They get very mad of the direction it's going in. And they dismiss it all as just garbage or rubbish or whatever, when in actuality, they get triggered is what happens. Because if you're not being triggered, you could, you know, if you don't like it, like me, I could say some, give a mixed review on that thing I just saw. I can't even remember the name of it. That's how much of an impression it made on me. But I could give a mixed review and be very articulate about it. I'm not trying to make the filmmakers feel bad or anybody feel bad. I'm just, I could do that. But these people that, 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 this is the same thing that happened with society too. And will happen with, with, happen with Glass Backwards. It also happened with New York publishers, as much as they love the writing, um, just felt I was not promotable because of my position with, <clears throat> at that time with Jesus and being sort of this, you know, mad prophet guy. And, um, you know what I mean? And then writing Glass Backwards, you know, the ultimate fuck you to Hollywood. It is the ultimate. I don't think there's anything else written that would quite <laughs> quite match it. And it's um, horror. I don't think, I haven't seen any story that even comes close. But when I wrote it, I wasn't in my, I was in the, this state of mind that was just really, my mind was just going a million miles an hour. And I just was into this story. And it was, I don't think I've ever really been in a story that much. And then uh, my surprise, even chagrin when, Satan appears in, in the middle of the book and then confronts me, the, the writer, and you, the reader, and tells you to put the damn book down and stop reading it and don't believe anything Vincent says. Okay, so here is a faulty narrator, Vincent, who's under mind control. And the, the guy that runs the studio, the big, you know, the big, you know, Paramount or the big, you know, Sony Columbia, he's the guy that's got our character under his thumb and, and wanting him to do assassinations of people that are in his way, that are competition. Oh, it happens. Don't even think for a minute that that's not the way L.A. runs. That's the way L.A. runs, okay? Guys get dead all the time. Mike and I made a, a study on it, you know, where we would just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they tried to make it like a, like a satanic sacrifice on top of it. And there's Vincent. Now, Vincent's being handled by military industrial complex who are using flash, you know, colored cards, colored cards to, to trigger him into different states of mind, different things. Now, the colored cards, for as far as I know, have not been used in any film, but they do appear in Girl Next, the colored cards. You know, colors could change a thing. They, this is used in, 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 you know, mind control programming. It's also a story about the clash of the, the trauma-based mind control of the individual versus mass uh, mind control being done now of the bio-digital quantum nexus point. In other words, mass mind control of the world done today. Most people in the world today think they live in the, think this world is the world, which it's not, right? And then if you start breaking their programming, they'll fight you. And that's what we run into. With, I mean, it, you, we may have to have a security detail at some point. On, I'm serious, Trish. There may be someone that wants to fight. You know, they might take a shiv into the theater. 
try to stick it in my gut, on my way. I mean, it could happen. Why would they do that? Because you threaten their mind control. And, you know, they don't know what it is, and they're not allowed to articulate it. They are not allowed to say anything about what I'm talking about what, or what the characters are talking about. So they say a bunch of stupid stuff in an effort to get it to get the movie to die, to go away, to never have been made, to, to get these people out of here, to get Zeph out of here, to get stop it. Let us have our nice world. Stop it. So that's what you're up against with this. So you guys that get it, I mean, you know, go do those reviews. You tell the people they don't get it. You know, make sure you, you know, if you're inspired, if you like, you know, if you, if we've for people that like it, we hear nothing but like rave enthusiasm for it. So go share that enthusiasm with with a review. You know, Amazon, IMDb, you know, uh, Letterbox, wherever you can. Because they're putting all, they're, uh, <laughs> it's a weird kind of war right now. It's like they're putting, they, they want it squelched. You know, and they haven't even seen it, it hasn't even really breathed yet. You know, it takes about a year for these things to get out into the consciousness of it's a little, you know, at first we were sort of patted on the head. Oh, it's a harmless little indie film. Who's going to care? Oh, it's a harmless film from, you know, some old geezer that used to, you know, have some notoriety in screenwriting. And this other guy looks, you know, is, is you know, following behind the footsteps and stuff. You know, you know, you know, you know Tweedledum and Tweedledee, they decided to make a movie. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's cool. It's a little indie film. And, you know, people have to, you know, it's, it's safe. It's all right. We can laugh it off. It's not going anywhere. Yes, it is going somewhere. And uh, it's going somewhere because there's nothing else like it. Because people need it. Whether whether they think it's a, we did a good job or not, it doesn't even, that doesn't even matter. What you know what I mean? None of that matters. What really matters is what what are you talking about here? What is what is this conflict with Lauren? Did the writer make a mistake? Oh no. In having her be one thing and then saying she's a clone? Did the writer make a mistake? How did we step outside the film? What the hell happened there? And my answer to that is precisely. Uh, every inch, every frame was planned to produce that exact effect on the viewer, which is, you know, it, it was supposed to be just, she gets abducted, she has to struggle, she gets tortured, she turns the tables on, the, she wins, how does she win? And then she escapes, she she had no, uh, this the good girl that she loves her mama and Jesus and America too, that girl doesn't know how to handle firearms, doesn't know how to kill No, the, the skill you would need to kill in that way would be an assassin. But there's no memory of that. There's no establishment of that. Oh, well, I guess you're going to have to figure it out, audience. Like I have to figure it out. Like everybody has to figure it out every day. 
And, um, you know, in America, they want everything spoon-fed to them. Like like Gerber baby food. That's that's what they want on you know, Netflix and movies. It's Gerber baby food all day long. And it pisses me off that I can't find it. It takes me time. Like, I was watching this thing yesterday and then realized I, you know, I learned nothing. I went nowhere. They just want me to passively be there, accept their story, and not think. And I'm sorry, or take in their philosophy, which I'm not going to do. Unless your philosophy includes the two worlds, I don't want to talk about it. And of course, there's infinite worlds, you know what I mean? But the fact that this is fake. And what else does Lorraine say in there? That's evidence, to, to my point. She says at one point, it's fake when she's in the simulacra. She goes into the simulacrum. Even Mike wanted that. Mike, producer Mike, he was... He was all in favor of, you know, one of the things that inspired this entire movie was the song I did with Kelly called Simulacra. And we, that was where she went to, to really uncover who she really is. Now, some people say, well, in the end, when she was walking out of there, where'd she go? Well, I imagine a black SUV pulled up with guys with black suits and you know, men in black with comms in their ears, and uh, they put her in the back seat and drove off. I kind of wish we had that scene now. I wish we had that scene. That would have really, well, you can't just keep ending it. And again, you know, that's my wanting to give the audience more than the audience deserves. The audience doesn't deserve to see that. No more than I deserve to, to be able to do that. I, You know, we can't just tell them everything. We can't just tell everybody everything because we don't know everything. But anyway, you know, in my opinion, if, you know, maybe leading into the next time we see her, we will show that scene. I haven't given that much away. Oh, okay, cool. Maybe he'll get it. <laughs> anyway, so guys... We're not stupid. And Larry Wade Carroll is, you know, what I, what I love about him is, first of all, incredible talent. Ridiculous. And you just, you know, it, it, with him, he's done some really strange things, but now I feel like this is his season, you know, to, to accelerate. I have also been a, a director. And um, I don't see things the way he does, but I really appreciate what he does. You know what I mean? He does things that are... Like, for example, in Doing Girl Next, he really cheered on the script. And he really got his own vision of it, separate from me. And, like, he picked all the music that's in it, the little cues, even music that I did. I didn't, I had no say in it, because I didn't want to influence that, you know, because I could have, because I was kind of his boss. So I could have influenced it, but I, I, I stayed back. I wanted to see what he would do. And uh, he, because he has an excellent ear of music. He was a musician. He was, uh, I think, in his dad's band. He was traveling around playing guitar. I mean, he was, he's been, has an amazing ear for music. So, you know, and then, of course, we, we met up with our uh, composer that I kind of tracked him down in the UK. And the two of them, Larry and that composer, have been tight ever since. You know, it's like, kind of like Angelo Battlebente and David Lynch, kind of on that level. They're just, they're just, uh, 
they're just <laughs> to get a hand in a glove or something. So that's, you know, and, and, and our composer loves the material. So, um, you know, and, and they, they also, one of the other things you'll read is that they, they, they think that we're trying to go for a cult hit because I was a cult writer of society. I was a co-writer and, uh, you know, society is, uh, you know, it's kind of controversial. I tried to contact, the, the, you know, the, the, the company that's really pushing it right now are the Arrow, Arrow Video in the UK. And they're having a thing called Fright Fest, and I don't know why we weren't in Fright Fest. I think we should have been in Fright Fest, and we should be, they should be dealing with us, Arrow Video. And we reached out to them, and it's been like, a, maybe it's because... You know, they're they're a big moneymaker over there. Uh, Brian, yeah, Brian uh, might have, you know, uh, hopefully he didn't taint them against us. I, I, you know, I hope it's still, we still don't have that kind of competition going on, but that kind of thing happens, you know, and like you're either going to be in bed with him or, or us, you know. I'm just, I have no competition against anybody. I want Brian to succeed. I, I Doug, uh, my times with, Used to were all great. I don't remember what, you know, I know he said some things about me, but I don't remember any of those times where I was like, you know, the only time I remember I, that I got fired was after writing five scripts or four scripts for the guy. You know, so if I was so bad, why keep rehiring me then? So that goes against, if you, you, know, you can't just say I'm a bad writer after society because I wrote also Bride Reanimator, Silent Night, Deadly Night, one of them, well, I've, he he, kind of <laughs> messed that one up, and then and then what else did I do? I did something else. Um, then I went off to Angel's Tide, I think, and then he uh, we wrote the Invisible Man. I was hired to do that, and I got paid good money for that one. And then he decided they decided to go with uh, George R. R. Martin, the Game of Thrones guy, for uh, for his version of the Invisible Man, and I was fine with that. No problem. I got paid. So that's a bunch of projects. Anyway, say la vie. I'm not here to fight with anyone. I'm I'm just here to share the love of cinema, and you know the fact that cinema for me when I was a kid was my main. That was kind of the main thing that got me through life. You know, as screwed up as things were, and as close to death as I was so many times, it seemed that that the, the movies, you know, and then you know later on, it's just. Total reliance on Christ, you know what I mean? It's a total reliance on Jesus Christ. That's what gets me through now because there's been big challenges happen, especially when you get older and, you know, people get sick, people die, you know, things like that happen, you know. And, and uh, you know, my, my daughter's death, which was only God could have got me through that. Nobody could blame me for being with the Lord after you know, after some of these events that happened were so severe, especially like being poisoned by my own family, things like that, you know, um, you know, hits, uh, you know, you know, as a teenager, you know, the idea of having an assassin try to take me out. I mean, I, I you know, and, and, I, and what did I do wrong? Nothing. You know, nothing. I mean, you know, I was just, but I was Truman on the Truman Show and I was under programming. I was also in their program, you know, the, the, 
the program of taking um, kids with one of the kids with you know strange gifts. They try to take advantage of my my brain. <laughs> Maybe you know they they would put targets in front of me and help and tell me to destroy the target. You know, I, you know it, it, us. I should say because a bunch of kids uh, you know around a table, military running it. You know, I mean it's. Uh, yeah, thank God I got out of there. <laughs> but see, that's another reason they want to maybe, you know, they're for worried you'll talk about that. That's so long ago now, though. Who cares? Who cares? You know, is there a military-industrial thing of, of hook up with the fallen angels that deals with children? Yes. Yes. And are they having a hybrid program to bring about a new species of child? Yes. They've been doing that my whole life. And we don't know who they are out there. But all of them have one thing in common. Cloned. That's right. They're cloned. And we don't even know who they are. And I started wondering if the jab would make people cloned. You know, I mean, I started thinking... There are subtle changes in, in this guy's personality since getting the jab. You know, and I'm sorry. I, I don't feel compelled to take it because, first of all, I've got a great immune system. You know, I'm strong. I could be better. I've been taking my supplements by C, D, you know, quercetin, zinc. Uh, getting a lot of that. Getting the, the best supplements. Uh, getting my D3. I got D3 gummy bears, which are fantastic. Uh, yeah, man. I've been, uh, you know, I've also got Winter Sun. That's another good one. And I've been taking my B12, you know. And the, I think the main thing that's helped me lately, more than anything else, and I need to take, I have to take a lot of this stuff, is the uh, uh, male enhancers. And I'm not going to go buy testosterone and boost myself that way. But I noticed that when men, uh, I'll just say me, I've been getting pig, uh, that, that as I lo- lose testosterone getting older, and you know you do, you don't have, you know, you, you don't have it anymore. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, you, you know, the little head is not leading the big head around like it used to, <laughs> which is actually a relief. But, um, but you still need the hormones, you see. You still, the hormones, you know, are part of the makeup of the male, you know, because you're not a female just because your male hormones drop and then you could go, oh, I'm more of a female now. No, no, that's that's not really the way it works. It's more like, now I'm depressed and crying every day. Why? Because you got low T. So do what they say on TV. No, don't do it. They're, that big pharma will never try to help you with that. So I've been taking these natural products um, and... I've been consistent for just a short period of time now. And I have to say that um, it's really changed things. And, 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 and I mean, it's really, hormones are so powerful. It's really changed my outlook, you know what I mean, where I've been not afraid, you know, how, how that, that boost in testosterone quells fear, Oh, what a wonderful feeling it is to not be afraid, you know, to, to, to have some of that male chutzpah, you know? 
what a great thing it is to to not be cowering in the corner. No, please don't hurt. You know, just like a lot of old men do. They get you know wrinkly and old, and they they're scared of you know anything that you know. And it's really because the testosterone has gone out from their bodies, and they're not producing it as much. There's another thing I might. Well, I'm, I'm not using that. I'm using um, a thing called alpha male and uh, super male vitality. And um, those are very powerful, just those two. But I think there's one more. You know, I, I want a little more because I, there's a, like, you know, what happens is, is, is testosterone leaves the men. They start getting fat, you know. This, this, this message goes out to producer Mike as well. He starts getting fat as men say he doesn't know why he's getting fat. He's not eating any differently. But see, it's from, I could tell Mike, it's from testosterone. This one I need today. This is the one I have at hand. It's called Primal Youth. And uh, yeah, those two together and this one. Alpha Power. I told him that and, and, and this one. And I need to make sure I keep a supply of that because, Trish, I have noticed a difference. I know. And... Um, you know, it's like when there's a problem comes up, I've taken the lead on that problem. You know, I'm being a male. Now, I know the society doesn't want us to be males. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm the kind of male that, like, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in there and take the lead. I'm going to jump in there and fight. And I've had quite a fight on my hands. You know, we've had to do, you know, uh, uh, submission to film festivals and, you know, you know, uh, Getting getting people enthusiastic about uh, the movie so it it hangs around and also for the benefit of people you know to be able to see it it'd be a shame if this one got squelched by haters and and uh, and um, you, you know just competition there's just so many films that it gets buried but I, I don't think that's going to happen to this baby oh I've seen. Uh, She's, I've seen, um, just the fact that I was in an argument with somebody the other day, you know, a, re- a really nice argument, you know what I mean? He was clinging to the idea of Lorraine as a girl that's a victim that gets abducted, and he can't explain this whole journey she goes on in her, called the, we call it the simulacrum, the simulacrum journey she goes on, you know, into like, the, it, it, she actually goes into, uh, what you might call um, the quantum realm. And that's where she discovers that she's a program, that she remembers she's a program of a program. And she's a clone of a clone. And she's a program clone. Meaning the same program that was given to another like her. Check this out. So she goes into the mannequin room with everyone the same. She takes the mask of the mannequin and puts it on her face except she's dead and her eyes are dead. That represents the cloning, okay? That's the only clue I'm going to give you. Other than that, you're going to have to come up with it on your own. If you want to write a book based on this uh, story, I totally encourage it. Write stories like this. I mean, you can't rip us off, but, you know, I mean, if you're a comic book artist, I'd love to talk to you. If you want to do some... You know, we could we could definitely uh, license, uh, you know, get you to, to where you could take these characters and 
develop other stories as well, you know. Uh, that's something we want to be involved in, you know, because we, you know, the, uh, the Comic-Con business is big business. People laugh. Our distributor the other day said they would be very happy to give us bulk rate on DVDs, okay? So now, you guys, but we're not, but see what we're going to do with them. I'm not going to give them away free forever. What we're going to do is we take that bulk to the uh, festival and we get a, we have to get a table. In fact, the one in uh, Nashville, we have to get a table there, Trish. We have a lot of things we have to do, but one thing we have to do is get a table there, and then you have a meet and greet. You know, you meet people and you know people that are fans, and then you sign the DVD or the you know whatever for them. And I'm also trying to get them to to print the DVDs with high resolution, and you know just just, just giving us something. And then we take a box, and then you know we're we're able to sell them, and and from what we have to pay for them and what we sell them, we make out pretty good. It, you know, hopefully it at least pays for the trip. And then some, but yeah, you know, we, I'm not too proud to get out there and, and have my DVDs and my table and my books or whatever else I have. We're also working on, I just sent off Angel's Tide to the, uh, you know, the, the film that I directed in the mid nineties. And I sent that off to the, uh, the place where they take your print. I have a 35 millimeter print, 110 minutes. And then they do a wet gate transfer where they do, they go from wet gate to 4K, and then they give us the files that we can edit with, and then we're going to color grade it at the end. Anyway, the only reason this film is coming back is because you don't. First of all, there's not, nothing like it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it's not a horror film, but it's an important topic. And um, the other thing is that the Larry had seen it, and you know, was you know, weeping like a baby when he saw it, and it was like. And then he said I was a good director and all that. Now, I was only my first time directing, so I think I made some mistakes. But he didn't think so. So we're going to work on it. And, uh, you know, what I want is I want a new score, and then i got to do the dialogue. I'm the only one that can do the dialogue. I'm like the dialogue editor, right? Even though that's the most grunt work you'll ever do. I don't mind doing it, though. You know, you, you have to clean away everything... You know, like let's say it's raining and you can hear the rain on the roof, and there's dialogue, and you you don't you can't get the actors to come back and do an ADR, you know, additional dialogue session. Well, you know, a, a dubbing session. Well, what you have to do is clean that rain sound away from the dialogue. I'm telling you, it's a real you know, and sometimes you do too much, and then you have to put it back and start over again. I mean, sometimes you can sit on a piece of dialogue for two days. So that's what has to be done all the way along the line. You know, clean that dialogue. And where, if it's clipping or something like that, uh, you just have to lower the volume. You've got to find a way to have dynamics without too much compression. You know, when you have compression, what that does... It's like, you know, have you ever had, like, you're watching a movie? Netflix series are notorious for this. Like, like uh, what's that one series um, uh, that I liked? Westworld. Okay, so they're talking, and then someone shoots a gun. Notice how muted that gun sound is. That's compression, pushing it down under the line. So, that the, so they're talking, and then there's gunshots that sound muted, 
and we like gunshots, like in Girl Next, gun, the gun, the gun, lots of guns there at the end. The gunshots sound big, huge, because we're using dynamics. And and so therefore, it's like someone's talking, and then, you know, when the gun goes off, I mean, it, it pushes you back. You know, I like big, loud gunshots, punches to be heard. A guy breaks the table, and, you know, you why it's a big crunch. You know, and, and, you know, you got a little subwoofer in there, too, when he hits the floor. Uh, things like that really make it. I don't like the Netflix series when they do that overcompression. I know what they're doing. They're trying to run a, a master over the whole thing. And so it, the compressor hits dialogue when it gets too loud. And then it, it also hits gunshots or other sounds. So it all gets kind of homogenized. And that takes the drama out of it. And in my opinion, well, let's see how we do on Quantum Devil. I'm I'm about to get the. Uh, uh, I'm talking about this today because I want to bring you guys up to speed on what I'm doing because I'm going to be doing more pods like this, and hopefully I'll be talking to, you know, one point I'd love to have a panel with the actors. You know, when it, when it gets to the point you can see it, the next film, um, and you know, and maybe with this one too, we'll interview a couple of the actors. Uh, my favorite uh, in it, I guess, at this point, I, I mean, it's just, it seems like the Marcus and uh, and, and Paula show, you know, or Misha and Heinrich, they seem to have, you know, quite an ensemble going throughout the whole thing of their dysfunctional relationship. And I just felt they did a phenomenal job. It's interesting, those two were nominated for Best Actor in Canada. And it was, and, and she, Paula, was the one that got the award. You know, she eked out uh, uh, Heinrich or, or Marcus. And, uh, but to me, it was a toss-up. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't say what was better. They just really played off each other really well. And uh, it's really something to be, behold. I, I love that, that good acting, and apparently other people do too. So when I see the uh, trash talk of there's no acting, one guy trash talks is like this. He goes, yeah, you know, lousy camera work, lousy acting, you know, typical low-budget shit. You know, move on, nothing to see here, you know, that kind of thing. So he's trash-talking. And, uh, you know, the guy just won. Uh, there was a contest for best cinematographer, best European cinematographer of Europe. And it's a separate festival. I didn't know that, Trish. It was not Canada. That was a separate festival in, in Europe for European cinematographers and Pal Mirabet, our our guy, won for Girl Next. Okay? So when they're trash talking like that, and your guy just wins best cinematographer out of all of, of Europe, where the hell is that comment coming from? Then you got to say, Lord, is that personal? Or is this some kind of competition thing? Or they hate it? Is this guy from the crew who hates us? Or is this jealousy? Well, what is this? And uh, the Lord came back to me like a day later. and goes, personal attacks. They're all personal. All. When they're like that. Personal. So they know me, but I don't know them, I guess. Or they know Larry. One, one or the other. They know somebody. And um, they stay on there all day long. And they, they watch to see if anyone, if there's a nice comment or anything happens or 
the press picks it up. We've had four reviews from the press. One guy trashed us. He goes, this is a misogynistic movie, so I cannot recommend it. (laughs) (coughs) When did we promote any kind of misogyny? All we did was show sex in its raw and wild form. You know, quote, that anybody can have sex with anything. You know, what's the big deal? But apparently to some people, uh, I guess with a different po- political philosophy than me, they they have to be in their lane. You know what I mean? Like if you're gay, you're not going to be, don't be screwed around with the, uh, you know, with a woman. You know, that kind of thing. And they're offended when you cross lines. And I'm like, but that's not the way nature is. You know, like in an orgy, okay, when there's an orgy. You know, let's say people have taken ecstasy and they're drinking and they're smoking and they're all out of their minds and someone gets an orgy going and they start falling into the orgy. Do you think they're going to stop and say, nope, I'm not supposed to do that, but I can do this? You think that's going to happen? When did that ever happen? Never. So... (laughs) Well, I'd stay away from orgies. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's you know, I'm not interested in, in any, in, you know, that's when I, I guess if you're about 25 years old, that might be a distraction for you. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not. It just looks like a lot of work to me, <laughs> especially getting the demons off of you afterwards. That'd take years, right? So no, not really interested. But no, I don't care what people do. That's fine. You know, they're going to have to learn. A lot of us have to learn the hard way, you know, about sex, about the gift of God, our bodies, or, you know, wisdom, uh, you know, decisions, uh, you know, taking responsibility, all, you know, that. And see, with the movie I saw last night, it was like these kids, they, they, they didn't take responsibility for any solution. They just want to tear it down, tear it down. They just want to get even. So really, it's, it's a tale of vengeance, not equality. And that's basically what's energizing the whole communist movement. Vengeance. It's vengeance, folks. And it's not based on a future utopia at all. It's just based on the idea that these guys want to control you know, everything anyone else does, says, thinks, works, whatever. And if anyone disobeys them, they want to take a billy club and beat them in the head. And that's basically what they become. Ignorant, savage fools. Losers. Uneducated. Heathen. Simpletons. Earth dwellers. Earth dwellers. Nothing exists except what I can touch, see, feel, here, right here. Wrong. None of this is real. It's all fake. And so... Back to Girl Next for a second. So the movie takes the premise through Lorian's mouth. While she's in the simulacrum, she says, it's all fake. It's all a joke, she says. Okay, is there enough evidence yet? Charlotte says, "Uh, we've been under their microscope ever since they dropped her off. You're going to have to get rid of Lorian or she will destroy you. So who is Lorian? Who is Lorian? 
That that whole idea of coming up with the answer to that should be delightful to a to a cinema buff. But because it messes with your programming, people have to get over being angry first. Because it's going to be shaking your little uh, notion of this world. Nothing is real here. Uh, Time is not real. So space can't be real either. If time isn't real, then either is space. The space we're in. And that's about the, you know, the, I mean, I'm never going to lie at, you know, at all about this kind of stuff. I think that movies that open, and, and whenever there's a movie about quantum mechanics or about space or about aliens or about any of it, it's never any good. It always falls short. So how about a movie about something else that happens to be a movie about that? Yeah, now you can get at it by not going direct. True. True. So true. That's how you deal with it. You just do, deal with it, you know, reflexively and naturally through uh, characters becoming honest with themselves. And they go, oh, I'm a clone. Oh, I'm this or that. Oh, this isn't real. So I'm, oh, I just killed them. And that's what I was programmed to do. Oh, I see. But my head hurts now. I can't. I can't figure it out any further than that. I, I'm. I gave you guys all the evidence, everything you need to, you know, to 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 come up with your own conclusion. And nobody wants you to come up with. There's no. We don't do collective conclusions. You know, not me, not Larry, not anyone at Crazed House is ever going to do that. It's good. You know, you get to just like. What we love about David Lynch is, you know, we get to come up with our own conclusion about Mulholland Drive, about what happened there, about who the cowboy is and all that. We, You know, yes, I understand that kind of symbolism. Thank you. I'm going to grapple with that. If I ask Mr. Lynch his, what he was doing there, would you know what he's going to say to me? Zero, because he's never answered any of these questions. I'm not going to answer any more either. Just going to let it be what it is. And they're never not going to hear this staff report, so... The press isn't going to be able to figure it out because I'm, I'm not, you know, going to say anything. The press, <laughs> the drive-by media, uh, yes, the drive-by media has been. Well, film threat was excellent, and uh, Fangoria excellent. T- Tony Timpone was excellent, and um, you know he's also an excellent writer himself. And I think that. Uh, you know those guys that kind of get it, and they 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 don't maybe like that what they call torture porn. But I'm not sure we have torture porn, but they don't like that. And I'm saying, well, that's not really it. I mean, it's really about something else. It's not really about that. Ultimately, you know, in the end. Anyway, see it for yourselves. I think it's three ninety nine on Prime. I mean, I, all the. 
the torrents have it. I mean, I hope you're not a pirate, but if you are, of course, it's on your favorite torrent site. It will eventually be on, I think, Netflix and eventually on... Uh, you know what? I don't know. Because the rating is really... You know, we have an adult warning now on Prime. There's a warning to adults about the rating on... Uh, we, we have no rating on, on anywhere. We are unrated. And because of that, there's a warning for kids. You know, to stay away. Okay? And um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's already... Now, I can't figure... You know, I mean, yes, there's a lot of things you can look at there, but in the end, it's just a simple kind of story. And yet, you know, the time she's having those epiphanies is the time she's in the simulacrum created by the shock treatments and the drugs. And then she's in that hallucinatory state, and that's where she's getting these answers from. When she's in the regular state, she's going along with just being a slave, it looks like. But then Charlotte says, she's already broken through. She's broken through. And then she, Lorian, says, and I can't be programmed. Heinrich says, before they make love, the only real lovemaking in the whole thing, he says, it doesn't work on you, does it? And goes back to calling her Lorian and quits trying to call her Sophia. Shoot, it makes sense to me in a, a very abstract way. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm, I'm happy to be having this problem, okay? We're delighted with the feedback. Even the even the the haters are all very funny. It's you know it's one star. This is one guy goes the most recent one, and you guys got to go counter those. You know, come on, go counter them. You don't have to give it ten, but you know it's worth an eight or a nine, I would think, and you know at least like a seven, probably if you if you're not completely down. But you give at least a seven for effort. But this one guy goes he gives it a one. And he goes. This is the this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I'd rather watch a car wreck. Okay, I love that kind of review because whenever you get to be the worst of something, that means there's something special going on. This is literally the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh man, I love those kind of reviews. You know, this is. Reminded me of the old days. Uh, the worst he's ever seen. I mean, bar none, bar none, I mean, of all the movies ever made, this is the worst one. And that he'd actually wa rather watch somebody dying in a car wreck than, than, you know, something really painful to see. He'd rather do that than watch this. I'll uh, take that all day long. All that's going to make people do is be curious, you know, and if your review gets people curious, I mean, you know, uh, uh, they try to do it another way with the, the, the hatred. Sometimes they'll go, well, you know, I, I watched it for a while. And when it started getting weird, these we had these WTF moments, you know. And, uh, yeah, they started, like, layering those up. You know, I really didn't care, so I turned it off. I'm never going to see it again. <laughs> Meh, you know. And they have that kind of attitude. Well, we know that it doesn't affect people that way. We know that, you know, it either hits you with a sledgehammer or you or you you know, kind of run from the room where you're just 
uncomfortable, you, you don't want to deal with it. I, I, I find that, uh, you know, then you have your guys that say, like I say, bad everything, bad camera work. We laugh with bad camera work because we <laughs> sitting there with the laurels from the win, right? From yeah, that's a big that's a big deal to win that. And sort of. <laughs> anyway, we had some new festivals. We're in the uh, Tennessee. It's coming up in. Uh, it's in uh, actually in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is right next to Nashville. It's like twenty minutes from Nashville. Uh, at the Capitol Theater, there it'll be uh, the end of September. I guess September twenty eighth through about October third, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth, thirty one. Yeah, so it's it's uh, that that week ending on uh, that Sunday, and um, I understand that's a, that's a that's a you know a party the entire time. I, I'm not sure if we take. DVDs to sell. I don't know that I'll go to all the events, but uh, yeah, we'll be out there during that during that uh, time. Uh, I understand they're going to have a uh, a big screen, like a big video screen, rather than a big um, you know movie screen. Uh, at least that's what I'm hearing. Uh, not sure what they're going to do, but if that's the case, that's fine too. You know, those big, big giant screens they put in the room, and you're in there, and you. You, you know, but they'll come to a conclusion of who won what. Anyway, and then the other one was the Idaho Halloween Horror Convention. Invited to that to, uh, I don't think we can be there. We're in post-production, so we can't do that. It's just there's a lot of things I'd like to do, a lot of things that we need to do with a website and all that stuff, and just not enough hands to go around. And so there's been that issue as well. But um, there are some others. I, I I don't know why we didn't enter the uh, Fright Fest because uh, that's something we naturally do in the UK. I think it's because we're in another contest, another festival in the UK. Maybe it's just after that. I'm not sure. The UK has always been good to me. They always like my stuff. I mean, UK has given me a really fair deal, you know, a fair shake. They They all get the humor. They all get where I'm coming from. Here, it's always been, with me, it's always been they miss the boat. They don't understand me. So that's it. They don't understand me. They don't understand what I wrote. They don't understand what I'm trying to do. They don't understand anything. They want to be spoon-fed, like I said, you know, and and we're just never going to do that. But the UK, it's different. It's like, you know, what, what we had was about class warfare, society and all that. They loved it. Then we animated about a guy making chimeras. They liked that. And I, w- I think they would like this. Maybe maybe not. Maybe it's, 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 you know, too away from the fantasy genre. I'm not really sure, but uh, that's a good one. The big one for the year is Sitges in, in, near Barcelona in Spain. That's the big horror uh, festival of the year. We have applied to it for the Quantum Devil. Uh, not for Girl Next, because Girl Next is not a, a classical horror movie. Girl Next is a horror thriller or some kind of a dramatic horror thriller type thing. It's like you need a couple different words to really describe it. and uh, So that would not be a good fit, but the uh, Quantum Devil would be a good fit. So that's what we're... 
Oh, oh. So that's what we're that's what we're really hoping, um, you know, to do that one uh, in Spain. I don't know that we could attend because of the post production. You know, we'd show well. We'd have to have it finished to show it there. So I guess you know someone will be going over there from our team, and hopefully, uh, you guys are gonna you know for the for different set of reasons you're gonna. I almost played a piece of the Quantum Devil here. I just can't do it, you know, because Trish and Larry would beat me up, so I can't do it. But I'd love to play you a clip of it. I, you know, I've, I've uh, as much as Girl Next can confound you, um, Quantum Devil is like a total opposite. It is a total uh, kickback and be entertained type of thing. It's, there is some weird stuff in it, though. I mean, uh, but it's not. Um, it. Um, Let's just say what that that when we made the decision to go ahead with it, it was based on the fact that we perceived there were so many fans there, just waiting for something, you know, something really interesting, and um, so it was really made for the fans in a sense. And the next one will be again more challenging, and there's going to be four. It's a quartet, and so there's going to be, you know, each film will be different in style and in. Uh, you know, execution. And I think, um, by the time those things end, I think people are going to know, by the time we get our run with, with the quantum double, I'd said, I, I think people are going to know the, who crazed house is at that point, And that what we do, we have a certain kind of thing. We do girl next is just perfect crazed house. The quantum devil is perfect. Crazy. It's got a certain brand, if you will. Yeah, you know, certain kind of story you get from us that you don't get, uh, you don't get anywhere else, and that's what we're hoping to you know establish. I don't know how you know. I mean, I may, I may be kicking the bucket before I ever get to the to see this thing soar. I would love to see it go on after me, but you know, it's uh, you know we have a big hurdle of getting financing for two more films, and that's millions of dollars, and it's you know it's always an uphill climb, you know, and. Uh, uh, for all the people that say they're supporting indie film and America's behind the arts and film and all that stuff, there just isn't a lot of money that flows into indie film. So, now my prediction for where we are. I am very encouraged. I am very, very encouraged. Uh, with the idea that their whole door-to-door, you know, jabby thing is failing. I'm very encouraged that the people that don't want the jab uh, are not going to have to get it. They have decided they don't want it even if you go door-to-door. The polls are showing that everybody that wanted the jab got the jab, and the people that didn't want it, they don't want it still, and they don't want people coming door-to-door. That's good news. With any vaccine, humans should be allowed to take their medical situation into their own hands. The unvaxxed pose zero, zero and zero danger to anyone that is vaxxed. If you're vaxxed, you're protected from unvaxxed, 
rampant viruses, this, that, the other thing that's floating around out there, you're protected. No, no. Theoretically speaking, you're protected if you have a vaccine. You don't need, it's impossible that someone that's not vaccinated could hurt you unless, unless, Trish, that vaccine was faulty. And that makes you vulnerable to diseases out there. If that's true, the vaccine is not the, the vaccine is the problem, not the unjabbed. Quit trying to blame the unjabbed or try to make a case to lock them up because they're dangerous. They pose no danger. Because if you have a vaccine, technically, you don't have to worry about them. The whole point of the vaccine is if there's a, if there's a, a, a virus running around, you won't get it. People trying to make the argument to use it as an excuse to lock up conservatives because they don't like conservatives, they're assholes and they, they need to be shut the fuck down now. Don't you dare tell me what you, now you want access to my body. You know, when you say, uh, you know, my body, my choice is the, the screaming rallying cry to all leftists. My body, my choice. Except if you want to jab people that don't have the same opinion as you. Go fuck yourself. See, I don't have any friends on that side anymore because look how stupid they become. They want to play Adolf Hitler with the jabs. They're sorry they got them. Yes, they have jab remorse. But that doesn't mean go stick it in me. When I use my free will, I say, no, I see danger there. Uh, you know, maybe you come up with another solution or a real vaccine, you know, rather than a, an experimental one. But as uh, for that, I'm not sure that will happen because to them, the vaccine is working perfectly. It's there because it's a bioweapon. It is designed to cull the population. And as such, it's poised to get rid of hundreds of millions of people worldwide, just enough to take that population down a bit. Yeah, they're coming through here. Okay, so they wanted to make the 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 the, the unjab the jabbed want to make the unjabbed the social pariah. Goddamn fuck! How dare they? That person that doesn't want to get the jab, that's based on scientific research about the mRNA synthetic, not biological but synthetic thing put in your system. What do you think it's going to do to your blood? It's going to turn it to dirt. What do you think it's going to do to your brain? It's going to put prions in your brain. What do you think it's going to do if it's synthetic, creating spike proteins based on synthetic uh, intruder into your system that's not biological? What do you think it's going to do? It'll be fine? Some people say it's going to kill everybody in three years. 
So if that's the case, then they, they know it does that, right? Because the actuarial tables are already telling people they have to replace all their workers in three years. So there's something to that. Well, if that's the case, then you shouldn't take the jab in the first place. Based on the research that's available, the VAERS site about vaccine injuries, they've taken the numbers off of there now, from what I understand. How many have died? 50,000 have died by the, by the, uh, by the estimate of uh, one uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, the most intelligent guy that's on top of this situation, of anybody, the most you know, board-certified, qualified Runs a Dallas hospital. I mean, you know, uh, professor, uh, writer, you know, lots of, uh, you know, papers and books. And he's saying that basically um, kids shouldn't be taking it. And, and uh, you know, they, they, they need more, uh, you know, research before they, you know, trial and error at least, before they release any vaccine. And this had no trial and error period. So, okay. Well, that's my rant about the vaccines. I'm very encouraged, though, that the people that are not taking them have decided if they haven't taken them so far, they're not going to take them. That's the, the statistic. And so what, what the, the, the door-to-door thing has been a failure. Anything Biden comes up with is a failure. Anything Jen Psaki comes up with is an utter failure. She's now the dictator over Facebook. You say something she doesn't like, she bans it. We get banned from one platform, she wants to ban you from all of them. She's an authoritarian asshole. She is there to take your freedom and destroy your country. She is there as an infiltrator, a communist infiltrator, like they all are, and they're there to kill all of you. Thank you. I just said what reality is. Uh, but it's changing in the sense that pe- people, can people be this stupid to not know what this is? Yes, uh, look at woke culture. They don't know what it is. They don't know what anything is. All they know is what their professors you know, tell them and, and how their mind control goes. The other delicious thing going on today... The Olympics is being completely trashed. <laughs> Sorry, Tokyo. You blew it, you idiots. And they they basically, you know, they got people out there, the woke the wokies out there are protesting and there's nobody in the stands. <laughs> I for me, the Olympics is already ruined that should be banned. I would ban the NFL, baseball, all of it. Just ban it and start it over again but without the special interests. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'd love to see a ball game without the taint of Coca-Cola on it. Without the taint of the, you know, the, oh, I don't mind a little sponsorship. It's good old-fashioned American way. But don't make it a, a, a you know, global corporatocracy, you know, that's, you know, we're here backing, you know, LGBTQ rights, so it's okay to have trannies, you know, in women's sports. That's fine at the Olympics. No, I'm never going to see the Olympics with that going on. If I want to see girls compete, I want to see girls compete. If I want to see boys compete, we'll see boys compete. I don't want, you know, boys to compete in girls, you know, or vice versa. And, and I don't want it. 
I don't want it because I'm a basically a decent person and just a, a normal, rational human being. And so, no, that doesn't interest me. I would lose interest. And, you know, they would always win, the, the males. And, you know, even if they're dressing up as females. And I'm not interested in participating in their mental illness. I'm sorry. I've known lots of trannies, you know. Never had a problem. Never had a problem. Never, never didn't accept any of them, you know, ever. I never had any problem. Never have had a problem my whole life till these people came along. Now I'm being told we have a problem because we're not accepting. I'm saying, I totally accept. What, I'm not going to accept being in a, in a, you know, on a girl's team for a male. I am sorry. And a, a transgender male is still a male. I can't help it. Go to God with your, with your you know, redress it, that God made a mistake. Go there and yell at him. But get out of my face because you're too dumb to talk to me. I should make you fill out a form before you can address a question to me to see if you're qualified, you know, in the IQ department to ask a question. You may not be. You may not even know what a question is anymore. All you know how to do is yell. Yell and yell and yell and yell and yell. And, oh, unfair, unequal. We want equity. We want equality and equity. It's all unfair. It's all unfair. We're going to burn down the city. It's all unfair. We're going to burn your houses down. It's all unfair. We're victims forever. It's all unfair. Everything's unfair. Yeah. Yes, it's unfair. It's unfair for me, and it's unfair for you. It's unfair for us all. You attacked this guy, tried to make it fair. Now you've hurt another guy. Violence is never going to solve the fairness issue. Life is unfair. Yes. Life is corrupt. Yes. Life is crooked. Yes. And life can be beautiful too. Yes. I've seen all sides of it. The most embarrassing thing in the world is this thing going on now, like the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, It makes me ashamed. You know, if I were there, I'd be cheering for the United States to lose. I can't help it. I'm not going to become a sports political thing. Sports over here, politics over there. Okay? Everybody's welcome. Got no problem with anybody. Uh, you, You know, if there's any guilt or collective guilt that should be associated. It's what we're not doing about the border and those poor dear children being trafficked. There's a stain on all of us and there's something to be embarrassed about. And yes, hey, woke people, you should feel really guilty about the border because I don't see you down there. Are you all screaming, yell to open up the border? And then when those kids come across to be trafficked into brothels, into snuff films, into human sacrifices for Satan, which is the god of this world. When that stuff is going on, you turn a blind eye. You've got a lot on your plate to feel guilty about. And that's a big one right there. That makes you complicit in human trafficking. How dare you raise your voice to me or anybody like me.
Me, I'm for freedom. Freedom of thought, freedom of religion, freedom of politics, freedom of opinion. For me, it's all about free speech, all about free expression. And that's all. I don't ask the marketplace to change for me. I don't ask the marketplace to be for people to be tolerant so I can have my movie out there because they're not being tolerant to, uh, you know, something a little different. I'm not asking the marketplace to change for me at all. I know it's not fair, but I, I'm fine with it. Why, why should it change? It's, it, you know, basically, if there were morons there 20 years ago, what do you think it's going to be like today? But there's also good people. There's also people that we see eye to eye. We're like a kind of a brethren. And they're going to like this movie. Right? I don't want the marketplace is not going to change. We're going to go out there and, yeah, they're going to do their best to, to, to can it, to cancel it. Anything they cancel culture is basically this. Anything they don't understand needs to be canceled. Anything they don't understand needs to be labeled. So it's simple for them because they're simpletons and canceled. And uh, I'm not canceling anything, you know. It's, they can yell and scream all they like. They can they can do whatever they want with their stars. They can shove them up their ass if they like. I don't. I could care less. I find it amusing at times, but I also see there's a you know an equal number of enthusiastic people who not only get it but they want more. So we have this discrepancy. We got this like demand that's off the hook for more. And they want to see the whole thing, the whole quartet. And then, you know, and maybe comic books, anything else. They can, I do too. I want to learn more about these characters. And they want that. And then there's these other people that want it never to have been invented in the first place. No, they're not nice. They're, they're, they're you know, they're, there's no like in between. It's either for them, it's like just, you know, get this thing out of here. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It doesn't belong. Kick it out. And that's, that's all they think, you know. So it's, but that hatred where, where it's like, you know, the one-star line or the, or the nine-star line, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like that, that divide makes it interesting. You know, me think that thou doth complaineth too much. Out, out, damn spot. What are you guilty of? Right? You, you got to ask somebody that's really just, you know, sort, sort of has this unhinged, butthurt reaction to girl next. It's like, what are you hiding? Are you hiding something? Do you know what uh, Lorraine is talking about? If you do, you've been living this life of a fool's paradise, a life of Riley. You'd seem pretty miserable with that. I mean, what is it that's, that, that, that's bothering you? You, did you join something? Did you join, is it too close to Satanism? And so you're not allowed to talk about truth? Is that it, too truthy? Something, it's something like that. It's not me. I just project love here. You know, the movie is a, is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ride, you know, but, but you, you get your money's worth, you get your steak dinner, you know, so, so we're, we, we know we delivered that to you. 
we know we went the extra mile. Next one is a little bit more like a studio picture uh, on purpose. <laughs> yes, everything is on purpose. Everything is planned. But then there's that point where you're just you know, coming up with a story. The story made me write down what the story was. I didn't do it. And that's the, you know, that same thing with music, like song. I'm, I didn't write this. I'm just a vessel for the song to come through. That's how I feel right now about anything like poetry, music, any of this stuff, friendships, things, opportunities that creep up, all this stuff. I'm just amazed and just going, praise the Lord. I mean, it's just amazing to me, all these things happening. I, and I, not that I don't feel I'm doing so. I do feel like I haven't done enough you know, in, in the business side of things, but uh, in terms of promotion and things I could be doing, I've, I've, I've just kind of taken it step by step here. But the, the see, they were going to try to stop us, say, you have to have the jab if you're going to fly to Europe. And the problem with that is that uh, that would prevent us from, you know, participating in our own film festivals over there. We're invited to the Mullins Film Festival in, in uh, Spain, uh, and, and then if, if it cinches, those are both near Barcelona. That, that would be terrible. So I'm hoping that, the, you know, that it's not one of those situations that you know an unjabbed person, I mean, unfortunately, they make you take a PCR test. By the way, uh, when they want a positive, they run the cycles up on the PCR test, and, you know, according to the guy that invented it, you can run it up at 45 cycles per second. And if you want a negative, you run it at 28 cycles per second. So they run it at both, depending on what the outcome is. So they're, they're running it all at 45 cycles per second right now so that everyone that gets a PCR test is getting tested positive so they can go for another lockdown. You understand you've got to fight. You can't let them do that to you based on the lie of the PCR test. Do you understand? Do you understand? They're going to try to clamp down again. I can see the hand coming with the fake PCR test at 28 cycles, 28 cycles, 28 cycles, 28 cycles, 28 cycles. Except that means there is no COVID. And 45 cycles, what does that mean? There is COVID. One's a negative, and the other's a positive. All right? The higher the cycles, the more of a positive. The lower the cycles, the more of a negative. You see how crooked that is? You see how the CDC has zero credibility? You see how the government has no credibility? Zero, 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 zero. If you listen to them, you go at your own peril. If you take the jab, you go at your own peril. All the information that you need about it is online. You can look up Dr. Peter McCullough right now, one of the most qualified uh, medical uh, uh, guys in the world, by the way, and the most credentialed. Go listen to what he has to say before. You know, that's what I would do, and that's what I did do. I listened to the information and I, 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 I educated myself on what an mRNA uh, program is. And I, I, I read about how all the animals they tested on died. And so I thought probably I'm going to stand, stand to the sideline because 
I read about my own immune system, and I understand my own immune system is great at thwarting off COVID. Great. Even the people shedding. I've noticed I've had a little bit of uh, issue with that. Like, I don't want to be on an airplane with them, right? But the thing is, I've noticed some symptoms and now none. So could it be my antibodies are also guarding against the uh, 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 shedding? Because I feel my antibodies are up now. Because, I mean, now the people that have taken the jab, they don't bother me. How about that? Isn't that a nice thing to learn? How about the fact that everything the government is saying is a bunch of shit? It's a lie. They're just trying to kill you. You know, and I know this is hard if you've taken the jab. Uh, You need to buck up. You need to learn what you have to do to, to come down off this thing. You've got the spike proteins going. You need to learn that you don't you don't take because they they apparently can't keep it going unless they give you booster jabs, booster shots. So all you have to do is quit taking the booster and then get the metals out of your system, get the nanoparticles out of your system, and you do that with pine needle tea and other. There's there's remedies out there, but to not take that journey and just be a victim. You're going to be dead, buddy. Deady, dead, 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 dead. No one's going to give a shit either. Do they give a shit about all those old people that died? They were all murdered. Right? Cuomo, how many did he get rid of? You know, did he ever pay a price? No, because when you kill people, you go up the ladder, not down. Up, 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 up. You get promoted when you kill people. In the government. You get promoted when you traffic children in the government. When you provide those children to all those sick fucks. You know, the upper elite of our society has an appetite for children. But they're also used uh, for other reasons. as in consciousness, as in hybridization of a new species, as in the creation of chimeras for the fun of the elites, for the chimera circus, for example. They have a circus every year where they have freaks of nature, like in little cages, like half pig, half human, things like that. So people can marvel at the displays and maybe even think about having sex with some of these creatures to see what that would do. Oh, and there's no end to it. Of all the things, you know, this is real horror. You think the the, the horror public, the public that's into horror, do you think they know anything about this stuff? They do no research whatsoever. The the writers do, but I mean, the, the main public, that the fans... They don't, they're not into that. They're not in, they don't think any of it's real. I just did an interview with a woman that, that she just interviewed Rob Zombie. She interviewed me and others. And she, you know, Rob Zombie about the Munster movie he's doing. But she interviewed me and she wrote an article about how some real things wind up in horror. I will have news for her. Everything that um, I've done in horror ha- is based on reality including making of chimeras like in, in Reanimator. All that stuff is real. 
They've been doing this for a long time, including new hybrids. How many people know there's clones among us? How many are there? Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know anything about this world? Do you know even anything about it? We, we, we know very little to nothing about this world because the media lies and the government lies. So therefore, the, the textbooks all lie. Everything is a lie. So what do you do? It's all a lie. There is no information available. And they scrub the internet full of, that was full of truth. You find fringe sites here and there, but it's never really completely cohesive because it's not a broad spectrum. So what do we do? <laughs> I'm getting so frustrated here, about to put my fist through the wall. God, don't, don't come up to me. Listen, I have a little form I'm going to carry with me. If you want to engage me in any way, you have to fill it out first. And then we'll, we'll take a look at it and decide. Sorry. That way, I don't waste your time. You don't waste my time. You know? If you, if you can't answer the questions, then there's no point. I'm serious. That's a good idea. I just... I just uh, oh, it's, you know, intellectual snobbery on my part, but it just seems like... It, but if I don't do that, then I'm going to get inundated with, with you know, I could get killed from stupidity. <laughs> Club him in the head. <laughs> He's not like us. <laughs> you know, you're liable to be victim of that kind of Neanderthal, which would be the, you know, the preponderance of which would be, um, you know, for global socialism, you know, in other words, global stupidity. Here's the reason they're pissed off at the uh, at capitalism, because what we have is not capitalism; it's crony capitalism, and that's the corporatocracy and it's fascistic capitalism. Uh, you, you know that uh, that favors a few, and they see that favoring of a Jeff Bezos, and they they wonder why they can't be that guy. That is a I am completely empathetic with that, hundred percent. I have I could have been one of those vandals too. In fact, I think I have been. I told you at one point I was a communist until I figured out how corrupt it was. I understand that need for equality, a fair shake, working at some kind of profession or working in some kind of field, maybe even just like if you're a maid, you still need to be able to make a living. They said, well, if you raise the wage... Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I say the wage is not the issue. The issue is de- supply and demand of labor. You know, so let's say they're getting $10 an hour. And they say, well, we want to move it to 15 I say, well, how about 25 or 30 Because that's what it would really take to make a living. We should be working on that or 50 an hour. Not on, you know, this piddly-ass 10 to $15 business. So here's where even me and Frankie align on our, you know, politically and everything else. I mean, I align with the left on this, on this issue. I, where we differ is how to get there. I don't think, you know, burning the buildings down, you know, burn the system to the ground so we can build a new one. They are still not taken care of. The rich are still with you. Uh, hello, Antifa. Oh, yeah, they're, they're still there in their mansions, in their, their, their guarded communities. They're still there at Elysium 
and you're still on the outside, and the revolution went nowhere, and nobody gained, and everybody failed. The whole thing would become a failure. You want me to drop a, a real manifesto? I'll do it. I'll drop a manifesto of true equality. They had an incident in the movie where they said, well, we don't want to work for you anymore because we're doing twice the work for the same pay. Yes, of course. And when they went to confront the guy, the guy goes, never mind, you're fired. And they couldn't deal with that. So things went sideways. People went to jail. Hello, human nature not being dealt with. Inner, inside human. Inside, I want more. I want to work, you know, if I'm going to work double what I was working for, I want double the pay. And if I don't get double the pay, I'm going to tear this joint down. All the people not going to work think they're getting even with the system. They're not going to work because they want the benefits. They think that Biden's going to pay them forever. Long before that happens, the wheels are going to come off this thing. There'll be the crash of the of the of, of, of never before seen, and people will be reduced to just food, you know, just scavenging for food and food lines, and that will be the entire day of most people if they can find it. And guys with guns and mean guys, guys with muscle, are always going to come around to steal it. For themselves. And then we start all over on year one. Now, inequality. Inequity. No utopia. Work for nothing. The system is awful. Tear it down. Wait, oops, we already did that. It didn't work. Now what? You have to go within to fix it. You have to ask God to forgive you to fix it. You have to repent to fix any of it and ask the Lord to lead you in wisdom of how to build any kind of society before you shoot yourself in the other foot. Yeah, religion, that's the problem. No, I'm not talking religion. Me? No, relationship, not religion. So when people go crazy and they try to make it bad for us, we have redress with the Lord, not necessarily going back to them and screaming when they're not listening or going into a shooting war. That's exactly what the globalists want, us to shoot each other. So it's got to be done. The only way is with God. The only way is with Jesus Christ, because Jesus will not be forsaken by the Creator. One must go through the sun to get to celestial nature. Through the sun, or no deal. Through the sun, no tiki, no washi.
So. Okay, let's see if we can do this. I got so mad. I'm sorry about the uh, the jabs and stuff and the games they're playing with it, man. I just, I get so mad at that. I just want it to stop. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray right now. Please stop this whole medical tyranny worldwide and the joke of the Olympics. Please stop that. Cancel the Olympics. Please cancel it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Real cancel culture. Cancel the Olympics. Cancel all corporate events. Let's start sports over again. Oh, man, I'm just too angry to pray even. I know what's going to happen, though. I know they're not going to get what they want, the evildoers. I know that if we just stay the course, we will see the sunny days. You know? I know if we just stay the course, I just can't believe how stupid the jabbed are, man. I I can't believe that they would start demanding that unjab go to jail. What kind of like low, you know, uh, you, 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 low percentage IQ do you have to have to start talking that way? You've got to be what, 50, 50, 60 IQ? How about 65? Huh? 70? 72. There it is. Boom. 72 IQ to, to talk to want the other guy who's not vaccinated, though you've been vaccinated and theoretically protected, but you want the other guy to go to jail. Therefore, it's a 72 IQ. That does not qualify to talk to me. You would fail the test if you filled out a form. You wouldn't even know what's on the form. If I asked you to do a simple algebraic equation, could you do it? (laughs) I might not even be able to do it. It's been so long. Well, you know, but see, that's the kind of thing we're going to have to start doing is building each other up with, you know, learning to do mathematics and learning to do equations, learning to talk in, in, in symbols, which is what stories do. My God, you know. Uh, we are, you know, and uh, today's been kind of a girl next day because we're just starting to get it out uh, across the borders. We've had some offers, too, for uh, distribution in Asia. Asia is a great market, and we hope to really, you know, saturate it. I don't know what we're doing with that today, but uh, we've had, like I say, an, an offer inquiry uh, to uh, our distributor here, and so one of our guys, our producers, on it, and he's hopefully he'll be able to, you know, we don't just want one territory though; it's, it should be in, you know, it's, it's Korea, North, South Korea, and you know, Vietnam, and you know, Japan, and. Um, you know, all the uh, countries, you know, Thailand and, you know, uh, Indonesia, all of them. So, yeah, we'd like to, we'd very much like to get it over there and on Asian TV and Asian uh, streaming video. Sure, we would love to. And um, gosh, if things even out one day, I mean, I would love to go over there in a plane and 
go watch it in a movie theater. But I, I don't know how long they're going to let you guys walk around anymore without, you know, I, I'm understanding that that Fright Fest, I think, I'm not sure that's on a big screen in, in the UK. It may be virtual that a lot of places out there are still locked down and they're looking to lock down again. This is just, you know, the, the, the wet dream of Klaus Schwab. Don't you get that, people? Your government just obeys and does what they're told. Don't you get that, people? That's got nothing to do with any virus. They just lie all day long. Yeah, they have their people dying from pneumonia all the time. They can go show that on video to scare you. Pneumonia is a very serious thing. Pneumonia, flu, those things are coming. Do you think those jabs, those so-called vaccines, which I don't even want to call it that because it's technically not a vaccine, not in the traditional sense. Do you, do you think that those uh, experimental, I don't even know what to call them, people who... Gene therapy, do you think those people are going to be able to ward off the flu or the common cold? Do you think they'll be able to ward off, uh, you know, God forbid, a, a, a stronger COVID? COVID just means COVID. <laughs> Never mind. I guess it's just surreal. I guess it's just me. You know, my my handling of the of the truth here is not to I just get I get so frustrated because it just seems so easy to understand for, you know, for us. Why is that? We understand it and we understand what they're trying to do. We know, for example, that they're trying to, um, you know, that they've lied to us many times and they've know they're they're manipulating the, the, the death of an injuries now on the Vera site to make it look like a certain outcome. They're playing with statistics to show that we've had doubling of the percentages of, of COVID infections now among the vaccinated. No, the big, the, see, they go too far back with a statistic. If you start, you know, after the vaccine starts, you see the preponderance of people getting sick with COVID have had the vaccine. The jab, that, that's the majority, you know, based on starting your statistic from when the vaccine, the jab was available, not going back an extra year, which they do, to lie to you. So if you look at that data, then what you're going to see is that the people that are getting the COVID aren't the vaccinated, I mean, are, are, are the vaccinated and the ones not getting it, by and large, are the unjabbed. So what do they want to do? They want to go jab the unjabbed to make them sick, to make everybody sick, to make everybody weak, and to cull the people, to cull the race. Because the people doing this are Nazis. They go back, seriously, to the Third Reich. They go back to Adolf Hitler. They go back to Bavaria to the Bavarian Illuminati, to the occult, to the contact, to the Antarctica, to the contact with uh, so-called space aliens and the advanced technology of uh, you know flying saucers, disks, portals, all that stuff. But all that comes from the other side, the other realm, the realm that God has put a veil up so that we're not inundated by it. Uh, 
all of that comes from like, you know, the, these secret societies in Germany. And I, I always wondered, why did my grandfather have to learn German? He had to leave school to take support his mother during the Depression. His father committed suicide. Sounds tragic. But he did, and then he educated himself on how to speak like somebody that graduated from Oxford. And that's how he got up there in the business world. He, he learned the, the graces and the things. But um, yeah, no, I no, I know he had, you know, he was a big Freemason, you know, top degree guy, you know, whatever top that was, a hundred degrees, I don't know. But part of his go, going through the degrees involved learning German. Don't you find that strange? Going back to Klaus Schwab, back to that whole thing. And is Trump tied in somehow with Schwab? I know this is going to upset some of you Trump supporters, but could it be that Trump is, is tied in in some way and that's why he's promoting the jab? You know, he had a rally yesterday and he was promoting the jab again. He had no remorse whatsoever about all the people that had been injured. 100,000 100, people have injured and up to 50,000 dead already, according to Dr. Peter McCullough. He says 50,000. But you don't notice them because they're, it, they cover it up. Well, that's worse than COVID. The numbers on COVID, once they got up to like 700,000 people dying in the United States, they quit doing the numbers. Did you notice? Because <laughs> they were all fake. They couldn't. It was becoming absurd, right? Is the public this stupid? Is the American public stupid? Are we overestimating the intelligence of the American people? Well, anyway, so if you factor in that it's a fake world, we are basically in a simulated situation where we're being observed like lab rats. And we need to break out of here and go home, go, go to something that's real. The only thing I've got that's real is the Lord, and that's it. That's all I know. The breath that's in my body, the Lord, and the Lord's direction. I don't know if you're real, and you don't know if I'm real. We, 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 we ask the Lord, we trust when he says, trust this one, trust that one. But it's very few and far between. We, we're kind of kept separate. So I just wonder, you, you know, sometimes I, I mean, I know what they're doing to us. I know they're, 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 they're farming consciousness. I know that, right? In order to be creators. I understand that. So therefore, this is a simulacrum. This is a simulator. And like all simulators, it won't always be. There'll be some point where we walk out the door, where we leave this. And on that day, we'll go, I knew it. I knew it was like that. I knew this was the real world. Why didn't I believe it? Why didn't I hold on to that? Why did I wait so long to come out of here? Because you were scared of being alone, because you were scared of being wrong, because you were because you've been programmed to be 
you know, to dig in when anyone challenges your reality. You, you've been trained not to put those goggles on, not to take a good look. We all have. Anyway. My thoughts. Thank you for indulging me about, uh, you know, Girl Next. I'm trying to bring this podcast kind of into, you know, into line with what, what we're doing. I mean, I don't have any other announcements for it um, other than, you know, hopefully we get into a couple. I've tried to, you know, enter into festivals around the United States. And like I say, we do festivals for a couple reasons. One is, uh, you know, to, to get uh, DVDs sold out there. And, and what an exciting thing to, to get those in the hands of fans and to see what else we can give to fans, you know, either in merchandise, you know, we'll see other things. If it works out um, monetarily, you know, and it's profitable, it, you know, yeah, uh, the fans can have access, sure. You know, that it, it's... Uh, the only thing I want to do is just, you know, make sure that I'm taken care of with the stories. Making sure that I do what's in me to do and not, not pull punches out of being worried what the other guy is going to think. You know what I mean? But just go forward. And that's where the courage comes in because you don't want, no one wants to be laughed at. I had a guy yesterday laugh at me. He's just, lol, this has to be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, people that have seen it, they, they know that that's, it's not true. What would cause a person to, to be so, so extreme like that? And the answer is, um, it's just triggering. It's, it's, a, it's a natural reaction to try to keep your world the way it is. The movie's not trying to shake anyone out of the reality, though. It's just telling a story about somebody else that's de- grappling with their reality. But it has a, it wear, the effect wears off on the viewer, too. We don't believe this is the real world. And um, we believe it also morphs, a la like Mandela effect, only even more insane lately, that things just change overnight and that it's getting more and more confusing. So with that, I bid you shalom. And... I had, and we'll see you next time. God bless you, each and every one. Uh, Stay strong. Stay focused. Focus on the almighty God. God first, guys. And then everything else flows from there. That's my philosophy. You know, I'm just going to, you know, whether they like it or not, I just put God first. And got to do that before a pod, before a Certainly before any kind of, you know, venture or a movie thing or any of that stuff, you really got to know if, if God's in it. If he isn't, don't do it. Don't, don't even start. Just don't do it. You know, finding out if you're in God's will or not. That's just, that's the real way to do things because that's all we really have, you know, because man is a betrayer of, of himself. So you know, if you were to have the backing of man and then rely on that and then suddenly got stabbed in the back, you you know, the, 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 the blame's on you for, for the trust. <laughs> trust God and then give the other guy his chance. Yeah. See you next time.